Welcome to It's a Long Road, the Ramble Series Podcast, Episode 3. I'm very excited today for my special, special, special guest host. Joining me today, Katie from the One More Round Podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm excited to have you on. I know there was discussion from our time on Going the Distance that you and Kyle might have come on to this show as regular hosts, but I thought, you know, that's a lot to ask of you guys to cover Rocky, Rambo, everything. I wanted kind of a rotating guest host on this one to get different voices. Yeah, but, I like that. Yeah, but you're going to be one of, it's not like I'm going to have 20 different guest hosts. I, I don't know what the number <laughs> is. It's going to be probably mm-hmm. under 10 at, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, regular people, I should say. There'll be other ones from other podcasts. I want to reach out to other, you know, other shows and kind of yeah, spread of the course. Words. Yeah. But Katie, you and Kyle, of course, are going to be one of the regular rotating guest hosts. And I'm really excited to have you on today because I know you love Sly. But, I do. But what is your background or fandom regarding the Rambo series? That's an interesting question because while I do like the Rambo movies, if some other actor was in it, I probably would not care for them. The only reason that I got into them is because of Sylvester Stallone being in them. You know, I was like a a little kid in the 80s when these kind of came out. And so what was this, 1982 or three First Blood was? And so it was like the Rocky Three Sly I don't think I saw First Blood first. Again, similar to my experience with the Rockies, I saw probably part two and three more. And then, you know, kind of grew to really like the first one, probably the best. Again, it's like similar to Rocky in that it's more drama than it is like an action movie, which it gets more into action movies in in the uh, second and third ones. That's kind of how I got into them. Again, the VHS tapes when I was little, like those were the regular rotations. Yeah, just kind of got to know them because of that. Yeah, I really don't know that much. Like I am not encyclopedic, but as with Rocky, I know way more. I could spout off a lot from the Rocky movies, but the Rambo movies, I have to kind of rewatch them to be able to speak to them. There will be scenes that I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about that. And that's totally fine. We have the ability and what we'll do on this show and what we've done for the first couple of episodes of this podcast is we play the scenes, you and I watch them together, and then we'll talk about our feelings. You're right. We're not a Wikipedia podcast, so to speak, but we are going to Offer some things here and there. Don't worry, I'm going to take care of that. (laughs) But no, we want to talk about just, yeah, the things we're seeing on screen, the acting from different side characters, what we're experiencing, how we feel about things. Yeah, I mean, this is a fandom podcast. It's not a informational one per se. Absolutely. And I did wear camo. In honor of our wa- our watching. Yeah, so Katie mm-hmm. and I also co-host a podcast. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, wow, I like Rambo and I like Stallone, but you haven't heard of our other podcast, it's called One More Round, the Rocky Series podcast, where Katie's one of my co-hosts with Kyle, where we discuss the Rocky Series in the exact same fashion that we're doing here with the Rambo Series, so check that out if you'd like to. So yeah, Katie, you're wearing a camouflage uh, sweater top or whatever. Is it, do you call it top sweater? What, what's the term for long sleeve tops? Well, it is a sweater. Okay. There's a difference between a long sleeve shirt and a sweater, but this is a sweater. 
Yeah. So with this movie, I can wear camo, but I can't really wear, unless I wear Rocky's clothes or Adrian's clothes, I can't just be in boxing trunks for the Rocky series. So, you know, that would be inappropriate. Yes. Well, so, but this one I can dress for the occasion. Yes. And Donald is in our discord or one of our faithful listeners, Donald. And if you want to, hey, join, Donald. if you want to join our discord, check out the description of every episode. It gives you the link to the discord server. It's called the mm-hmm. last of the action heroes discord server. It's where all the shows meet together and you can discuss the fandom of the action stars or the podcast you listen to. I got a lot of faith that this Discord will grow, and you can join the chats live. That's the thing. Is you can be like Donald. Everyone be like Donald, and you can join these chats live and be a part of the show. You're, like, ingrained into the history of this podcast with your comments and what have you. So thank you, Donald. And you get to see us live, too, because uh, that's what everyone wants to see. They want to see us live. <laughs> I always feel bad because Katie's always so dressed up, and, and I look like I just – well, I look like I just rolled out of bed. But anyways – no, I of- like your sweatshirt. I like blue. It's a good color oh, thank for you. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, the last episode, it was when Rambo is arrested by Sheriff Teasel. So those are the chain of events that have just occurred. Okay. Uh, Doug from Rocky Minute and I discussed those events. It was really good to get his insight as a police officer about what did oh, – yeah. yeah. You know, what did Teasel do that was – appropriate not appropriate despite what you know we know him as a character but just in general what would doug have done as a police officer in that situation so it's kind of interesting to hear his insights about how one may or may not have handled the situation we're gonna get more into that of course now because today's episode episode three is ramble being processed at the police station which again i know i think doug is a sergeant so i'm i don't know quite i only know what i know from police procedurals on tv right so mm. i think sergeants might do more desk duty than um than street duty per se so doug might even have more insight about again the proper way to process people at a station <laughs> i think what we're going to see there katie probably isn't proper procedures i have a feeling not and also this is like the sheriff it's not the local police station or is it i thought it was like the sheriff's office yeah it's yeah i think the or- idea is hope this is taking place in the fictional town of Hope, Washington State. We know it's filmed in Hope, British Columbia, Canada, but in the movie, it's Hope, Washington State, and this is a it is a sheriff station. So okay. I think sheriff stations themselves are for smaller towns, and so they don't have mm, a city police. It. It's just it's still the law of the town. Yeah, the Liggett County Sheriff's Department. That's who they work for. Okay. Liggett County Sheriff's Department. Which Liggett again, County. Liggett County. Hope, Washington, in the county of Liggett. Rambo is now being walked into the station under the apprehension of Sheriff Teasel. Hi, Will. All right, got it. So right away, I kind of like this little setup here. Rambo's being escorted in, his right arm being held by Sheriff Teasel's left arm. You got a little family here reporting at the desk with Mitch, played by David Caruso. I wonder why they were in there. There's a boy and his parents. I wonder if the boy got arrested for something. He's been discharged now. I mean, maybe like drinking or something like some silly stuff that kids do. I think so. Because he looks kind of like, uh. And there's a Christmas tree. That's right. So First Blood takes place during the Christmas season, the Christmas holidays or the Christmas time of year, which kind of makes sense for what we see weather-wise here in Washington Mm. State. Uh, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. We don't get much snow pre-December. A lot of our snow that does come in is January, February. So this could very easily be, let's say, December 10th, 12th, 5th, mid-December type thing. Mm -hmm. But I love First Blood is a, often joked about, it's a Christmas film. (laughs) 
There's a lot of Christmas films. <laughs> Why do action films take place over Christmas? There seems to be a lot of them. I don't know. On the show that I do on this network, it's called The Last of the Action Heroes Podcast. I do that with, again, with different guest hosts and we cover different films that are not like the, basically it's like the B role, C role actors. We just covered, it's, it has been released yet, but I just recorded with the James Bond podcast host, Jack. We did Invasion USA. Uh, with Chuck Norris. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a, it's, it's I've a, never even heard of it. Yeah, well, just listen to the podcast. You don't really need to I will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I probably won't. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Well, actually, it's fun. But anyways, so that and I also did Burt Reynolds' Heat. I don't know if you remember we did Burt Reynolds' Heat. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Both of those movies take place at Christmas as well. I should have done some research on that. Lethal Maybe Weapon, of course, takes place at Christmas. Yeah. Die Hard, now First Blood. And I know those other two movies, Heat by Burt Reynolds and Invasion USA. And Rocky. And Rocky, Rocky, of course. Yeah. I know it's a major holiday, but it's odd because we say they're Christmas films. And I hate, actually, I hate it when people say Die Hard's a Christmas film. I don't like that. It just takes place over the Christmas holidays. So right. Yeah. Okay. But the point is, it's just funny how many times the backdrop is Christmas. Mm hmm. All right, buzz us in, will you? Hey, talk about your sorry-looking humanity. All right, so this constable here right away says, you know, so Teasel says, look, we got to book this guy. And this guy says, you know, talk about your sorry-looking humanity. I did watch the movie this past week just to kind of refresh my memory. And especially in the scenes that we're covering now and, and some of the previous ones, I find it very odd. I think it's confusing because he doesn't look... Like the issue is that he's like, they, what do they call him? A vagrant, vagrant yeah. a drifter. And like he smells and long hair. And it's like, he doesn't appear dirty at all. I don't really understand what their issue is with him. <laughs> he doesn't look like a troublemaker or anything. He just has his army jacket on and they have issue with that seemingly. And then they, they seem confused that he's a soldier. I, I just, I find this all very weird. His hair is not long in the slightest. It's like an early mullet. I don't know. What do you think? Now, I think it's partly worth the mercy of it being a movie. So in the book, mm -hmm. he did look a little bit more dirty. He had a beard. Mm. I think the hair was even longer. Okay. Yeah. So he looked like a member of Leonard Skinner or something. That makes sense. When they made the movie, either make him look more like a vagrant. I would argue because it's Stallone and it's the 80s and he's the star. They got to sell the movie. And so it's kind of like you yeah. don't hide the star behind a beard and long hair. Okay. You shouldn't reference that so much. They should reference something else. Like he's mysterious. He seems like he might be here to cause trouble or something. I don't know. I just find it strange that there's a lot of references to his appearance and his smell. He doesn't actually look bad. I think it's the jacket, too. I think it's what he represents. We talked about that actually with David Morrell like, during my interview where I said mm -hmm. the same thing, that I think it's more the jacket than the hair. In the movie, in the book, it's about the hair and the look. Even the jacket, that's confusing. To like, thank you for your service. No, like, well, why yeah. are they... You're, you're speaking as a 2022 eyes. I hear you. In the 70s, or, you know, I know there was a movement against the Vietnam War and stuff. I guess I didn't realize that that was like a smaller movement, but that the general public still felt, okay, they're soldiers, we sent them there, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a bigger sentiment about a dislike of veterans. It just seems very strange to me. There really was, in fact, I don't know if I mentioned in the David Morrell interview, because I didn't want to say to David, because he, of course, wrote the book, he lived during that time. Right. He, the genesis for the Ramble character was what Mr. Morrell 
witnessed at the time of people that looked like hippies and stuff that the idea mm-hmm. was that they were mistreated by police officers. They were okay. forced to have haircuts and have their face shaved. That was a real thing in the seventies. Now, not so much in the eighties, but again, okay. in the sixties and seventies, people were literally arrested for looking like hippies, shaved and get ready for court. You couldn't go to court with long hair and facial hair. So they would cut their hairs mm-hmm. and, and shave them in, in the police station and then dump them at the side of the road too, after they were done processing them. And a lot of them were, of course, veterans of war. And so David was like, I wonder what would happen if one of these guys said, F this. Mm, okay. Fought back, okay. Legit, like, like Rambo does. You're not wrong to be confused because we live in a time when, can you imagine this happened today? Like, it's already bad enough. Like, and we talked about this with Doug. The police don't, they don't train for this. They don't allow this to happen. This isn't something that they would ever say, you're going to do this. This was allowed back then. You were allowed to shave people's heads. You can't do that anymore. You can't just arbitrarily shave a, a detainee's head. So, but mm-hmm. they could back then, you know, even just okay. not so long ago, it seems like now. Even though this was 40 years ago, if you can believe it. This film was 40 years ago. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, wow. We're getting older. Yeah, because it, it came out when I was an infant, I think. So, yeah. Oh, you're aging yourself. Don't do that. I know. I know. Uh, just another smart-ass drifter. Good morning, Arthur. Good morning, Will. What do you got? I want you to book this gentleman for vagrancy, resisting arrest, carrying a concealed weapon. All right. So, he's been booked on three charges. Vagrancy resisting arrest and carrying a concealed weapon, which, of course, now he pulls out the famous hunting knife, the Rambo knife, and shows it to Galt. Now, let's talk about Galt here, okay? We're going to get back to Mitch later, that played by David Crucible. Galt, Art Galt. Galt himself is a jerk, obviously, in the movie. We know that. Anyone that's a fan of First Blood knows that Galt <laughs> kind of has mm-hmm. gets what's coming to him in, in the movie. In the book, he was more like the Mitch character. And I actually read the book just recently, I read the book. I got all the major beats in my head, but there's a lot of side characters. I don't know who they were in. So I think there's some characters here in the movie that were in the book and vice versa, or some of their personalities were interchanged between characters in the book. Mm -hmm. Okay. But Galt, of course, is really popular in the film. He's a very minor character in the book. Uh, Mm. Shingleton is in both the book and the movie, and they were kind of vice versa, where he's a minor role in the movie, but a bigger role in the book. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so Galt's character in the book is more quiet dismissive he's not really angry like he is here keep that in okay. mind i'll gonna, i'll tell you what happens to galt in the book when we get to the scene okay, okay. so galt right now is about to grab the knife from teasel he says he uses it for hunting <laughs> what do you hunt elephants so what do you hunt elephants it's not that big <laughs> i mean it's it's what like what <laughs> i mean it is odd to be carrying a knife like that i don't know i thought that line was odd also I found a lot of things odd Sure, watching it now. No, again, 40 years ago, I would say a knife like that was unique to films at the time. I don't think we saw the blade is, you know, it's probably, uh, I don't want to say how many inches because I don't want to, uh, I don't know how many inches that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's eight, 10, I don't know. All right. The blade itself is, is unique because it has that serrated top part. I think that was unique at the time. I don't know if knives were quite made like that, where it has the – it's a very sharp knife with the kind of almost like a sword look to it. And then at, then at the, mm-hmm. the top half from the middle to the end of the pointy end, of course, is that jagged serrated part used to saw through things. So I think that was unique. I know the blade was made for the movie. It must have been a unique oh, design. Oh, really? Yeah. I think – well, Stallone okay. wanted it for the film. That is pretty cool. 
nowadays, everyone, he would probably have a gun. That would be the issue. A knife would be very strange now. I think it's showing that he lives off the land. He He's not, quote unquote, as violent as you think. He's not a, in this film anyways, that he's, you know, he uses it. But he also, you could say with a knife, you don't have to reload it or buy ammunition or it's easier to take mm-hmm. care of. And it's about okay. protection and hunting. Not so much. He's not going out killing people with a gun. But you're right. Probably in today's movie, he might be carrying a concealed weapon more than a knife. I would say, yeah. <laughs> now, Galt was played by an actor. Now, this I this I found interesting. The guy's name was Jack Starrett. He actually died in 1989, just seven years after this film. Oh, at the age of 52. So he was about 46 in this film. So he's my age in this film. I was no way. Oh my god, he looks like. 60. Well, you know what's crazy? So he's 46 here, and I'm 46. And here's Sheriff Teasel, played by Brian Dennehy. He's 44 here. Nuh-uh. This is insanity Yeah. to me. I don't know what it is about when you see actors back in the day, or what... I don't understand it either. Like, I'm two years older than Teasel here. <laughs> it is odd. I mean, even when I think back to my parents and their friend, they just seemed older. Like, they were younger than I am now when they had yep. company over. That's what, the, what it was called back then. We're, we're having company over. But, so, do you know if Brian Dennehy was also approximately 44 in the movie? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's 44 here, the actor. Okay. Yeah. Do you know how old he's supposed to be, his character? I think in this movie, uh, like the books, they were younger in the books by about 10 years each. So in the book, oh, Sheriff okay. Teasel is about his mid-30s. And oh, wow. Rambo was 21, 22-ish. They didn't give his exact age, I don't recall, but it was early 20s. So he fought a few years in the war. The war was still going on in the book. So that's the difference. So the Vietnam War was still happening in the book. When the book was published, it was still happening. Mm. So it was, it was interesting to... You had a veteran of the war as your main character released by a book still happening during the war. Because at the time, they didn't know when the war was going to end. So it'd be like writing a, right. well, let's say you wrote a book about a Ukrainian soldier right now during the yeah. Russian conflict and have it published still during the conflict. Like, it's not over yet. But this movie does take place in 82. And it does take place after the war has been over for about seven years, six to seven years. I would say Stallone loves to play younger than what he is, but Stallone's 36 in this film. I would say his character's probably 32, and I would say Teasel's about 44. I think that works okay. out because he was a Korean veteran as well. So their ages do make sense in the film as well, as okay. as do with the actors' ages. So it all, it all kind of lines up here fair easily enough. Now we're going to see Galt's going to test out the knife here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to go back to the actor. Sorry. So his name is Jack Starrett. So he died of kidney failure at the age of 52. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting. He did a lot of different movie roles. For example, he was in Blazing Saddles. And he was also a director of film and television for a while. And he also guest starred stuff like in on The A-Team and Knight Rider, Hill Street Blues. So he had a prolific career. It's unfortunate hmm. that he passed at such a young age. Yeah, 52. I mean, Yeah, be, that is really young. I guess he would be 86 now if he was still alive. So, But yeah, it's too bad. Mm. He's, he's so great here. You just know right away he's, he's a dick. Yeah, you do. Just see if you can clean him up a little bit. All right, let me go outside. Smells like an animal. So there you go. Smells like an animal. Let's see if we can clean him up a little bit. I don't know. I'd I'd snuggle up with him looking like that. I don't think he looks like he smells or looks bad at all. He smells mainly. He does. (laughs) Good one, Ryan. Now, Galt's about to cut through some paperwork here with the knife to show us and the audience just how sharp this is. I mean, it's a smart looking knife when you see it up close here. It's a smart looking knife. 
Hey, Mitch. Mitch. Yo. Escort this young man downstairs with you. Already we're kind of seeing that Rambo is already getting the layout of the land, so to speak. In the book, and I should make note that it's probably here as well, he allowed himself to be arrested by Teasel. Because in the book, he says that he could have killed Teasel with his bare hands right there. So when he was first arrested by Teasel, there was no reason why Rambo couldn't have done that. But he didn't want to kill Teasel he did, in the book and in the movie. And so he's actually willingly given himself over. And to him right now, it's almost a semi-game for him right now. Mm. So he's already looking at ways to escape. Because he's now he's looked at the where they locked the weapons. He's just noted where this deputy uh. has yeah stores the weapons. And so he's kind of, that's what we're showing here is he's looking around where everything is. That's why they're showing this shot here. Oh, yes, sir. Now we have Mitch, David Crusoe's Mitch coming over. I'm 99% sure Mitch, the character, was not in the book. Oh, okay. I put it on my list of books to read. I'm uh, hopefully we'll read it by the time I come on again, appear on again. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. oh, yeah, please do. We're going to hold that to you now. Okay. Right this way, partner. So Mitch is young. He's like 22. He's a newly minted constable played by David Crusoe, of course, of CSI Miami. He literally looks 12, right? I mean, he looks so young here. Yeah, well, he's the youngest member of the force. Yes, he does look very, very, very young. And so I think he probably is about that age in the film. I didn't look up his age, Crusoe's age at Mm. this point, but I would suspect he's probably in his early 20s, just like the character. Yeah, He's got that baby face for sure. Definitely. Right here. That's it. And he's actually nice. He's courteous and treating him with respect. Yeah, he's just talking to him. Come over here, right here. He's gently leading them over to where he needs to go. Yeah, he's not being a dick about it. So Gull comes over. Door's been opened by Mitch. And Gull comes over with his nightstick. That's already kind of unnecessary. Like, he has his nightstick out. And he puts it on the backside of Rambo to nudge him into where he needs to go. It is just a show of power. It's completely unnecessary. You know, it looks like it's going to take old Leroy about 10 years to paint this all. <laughs> They're going down to the processing area, I guess, at the station. It looks like almost like a basement of sorts. But it was lock protected. I guess it was where prisoners were held, so fair enough. And they got a janitor named Leroy, of course. Leroy is cleaning. And Gold's even like crap talking to janitor. Oh, it's going to take Leroy forever to clean up this place. And then Leroy says, well, you clean up your damn self. This Gold character just can't let anything slide past him. He's just got to crap talk everything around him. Come on, Leroy. Sling that paint, boy. <laughs> Mr. Ward. Oh, he's painting. Okay. Sling painting, that. yeah. Yeah. Typewriter. I love it. <laughs> Oh, the paperwork back then. And typewriters are the worst because – have you ever operated a typewriter? I have. Yeah. You put have that you? Paper, oh, yeah. It's the worst because you have to put that paper in and you have to line up just right when you're typing those things because, you know what I mean? You just can't put – oh, it's the worst. And deleting is – you have to be much more careful because errors are really hard to clean up. Says you're behind and behind Galt's head. It says you're being videotaped. Oh, yeah. It looks like a handwritten poster board or something, doesn't it? That's funny. They're being videotaped. Anything you say and everything you do is being blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it can be used against you in court. probably says that's funny. Name? So he's asking for his name. Now, they've taken off his restraints while he's down there, which I guess is fine. I know they've got to process him, but 
Mitch takes off his uh, handcuffs and Rambo starts rubbing his hands together. Your name? Your name! All right, so he sees the crossbars on the window going outside. And, of course, now he's going to, we're seeing the PTSD in his mind about being a prisoner of war. I think it's interesting that this is the first time we get a flashback. I think that's a nice and interesting way of showing what he went through, why he's being the way that he is. So, yeah, this is the first one of many. Yeah, the flashbacks are coming. And we're also kind of seeing the narrative here that he's being treated almost just as poorly by the police mm-hmm. in his home, t- the home country as he was by Vietnamese officers. Yeah, because they throw they throw water on him. He's like in a hole. It's worse than it's actually yeah. crap. It was manure. Oh, is that what it yeah, was it? Okay. Human feces. They threw human feces on him. Wow. I love how we see Rambo in the tiger pit. So it was like an animal pit. So the idea would be that you could throw meat down to the, the tiger without being mauled by the tiger but now there's a human down there they would chuck not food to ramble they would chuck feces and dirt on him instead he's tied up almost like a crucifixion the way that his hand right yeah he's like this it looks like his legs are splayed sprayed out too but he's got that mustache there. you like that uh, handlebar mustache he's wearing do not care for that <laughs> do you do you think it's real or um no. like do you think that no no, it's got to be the amount of time it would take to grow it out just for this quick scene. It's got to be, it's got to be makeup. Yeah! It's right there. All that stuff they just dumped on him from like four buckets worth of stuff was looked like the latrine buckets from the soldiers. Mm, oh my god, that's horrifying. Name. Now Galt here, the actor that plays him, Jack. Boy, he does a great job. He almost loves it that. Rambo hasn't given the names. Like, oh boy, we got some fun. Like it's a bit boring day at the office. Not anymore. You know, hey, this is great. This guy's giving him grief, and he just wants to play. Galt loves the idea that he's, yeah. Any chance to be a dickhead? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, if you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place, buddy. Galt, wait a second. He's asking for the name. The name's not coming. Mitch says, "Hey, Galt, just wait a second, because he Mitch notices the dog tags hanging from. Rambles neck, and of course he knows well. Dog tags will have his information, but Mitch made a very much a rookie mistake. <clears throat> he went to go touch a prisoner. Now, granted, he took off the handcuffs. So this is what I mean. Probably shouldn't take off the handcuffs just yet. But mm-hmm. so he took off the handcuffs of Rambo. Now he's about to grab the dog tags, which is like sacred territory for a soldier around the neck of Rambo. Of course, now Rambo's going to respond to that. Hey, you got three seconds before I break your face in. He means it. Yeah. I do. Again, a great scene. So Rambo shows his quick reflexes, grabs the wrist of Mitch, just to get his hands off the, the dog tags, and then Galt's ready to smash his face in. Now, you almost have to, to give Galt some credit here, the way he's all wound up, that he didn't hit Rambo. Mm-hmm. I really liked that Mitch is kind of trying to be helpful, almost. He's saying it very calmly and almost like a helpful way to Rambo. He means it, so you better please do what he says so that you don't get hurt kind of how it seemed to me oh absolutely yeah he it was i feel bad for mitch i think he's in it over his head with these personalities oh, yeah. that are above him yeah well not for long he's gonna lose two of them before the end of the week <laughs> <laughs> and when gull says you know i'm gonna break your face in like that's just such a what a thing to say like that's the words you use i'm gonna you know break in your face i'm not a police officer i don't know their tactics but 
my understanding for the use of the nightstick or the uh, batons that they have, they're called ASP batons, ASP batons. I've done some security training in, in the military because I am I am in the military, so I've done some of that training. I'm not police trained, of course, but I've done security training. And we use what were called ASP batons. They're the ones that they flip out and like the steel oh. rod, so they're easy to mm-hmm. squeeze them in and out. So I don't think police officers carry nightsticks anymore. They carry the batons because they're... Got it. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So, and they hurt, but because <laughs> they're steel, you're trained to hit not their face or head ever. You're not supposed to be lethal. It's to debilitate the person. So side of their leg or the shins or the side of their arms type thing. You're not even trying to break their arms. You can, and they are designed to do that. But Oh, wow. Yeah. But so for him to say, I would go for his face is actually wrong. In that moment, I would under, I would suspect you just hit him in the arm, the arm holding the, the person. You just hit him mm-hmm. in his arm because he's going to let go. But the idea for Gull, that's what I'm getting at. He's, no, I'm going to break your face in. Like <laughs> To your point about the sign earlier that said you're being videotaped, Galt does not care. I feel like he knows he's doing wrong, that he's not supposed to be that way, and he runs the show here, and so no, he can do whatever the heck he wants, regardless of whether or not he's being videotaped. But nowadays, I can't even imagine. And for what? Again, I'm so confused by this whole movie because it's not like he's like a serial killer or like child molester. He was arrested for vagrancy. It's insane to me that how they're treating him. You couldn't treat a prisoner that way even if he was a serial killer. No, you but he like right. didn't do anything. I, I find this whole movie so strange. I know the narrative doesn't make sense. Today's way of thinking. However, mm. he's representing a war that nobody liked nobody wanted and he's carrying that jack with a flag on it the long hair so to speak and all this and he's being non-compliant it's the personality types now if the whole police station was full of mitch's personalities mm. this wouldn't be happening but mm-hmm. the idea is is that galt's right if you're looking for trouble become the right place yeah this place is not friendly to people like ramble meaning he's a strong personality himself he's also got his back up and he looks like he can take care of himself. So these guys are being, yeah, they're being bullies at the end of the day. Yeah. We're wearing the badges. We're the ones that can put on the handcuffs and you're not doing what we're telling you to do. And it's a combination of, yeah, we'll show you what we can do. And unfortunately, this does happen in the real world where sometimes when people have authority, mm-hmm. they think that gives them the right to be dicks. Mm-hmm. And they just, yeah, they love it. Now, he shouldn't have pulled off the dog tags like that. So Mitch does pull the dog tags off. He should have just maybe looked at them. I don't blame Ramble. He's like, really? Look on his face? Yeah. Yeah, I would be pissed too. Just watch Sly's acting though. His nonverbal acting is so good in this film in general. Agreed. What do you know about that? Old Harry here is a soldier. Old Harry Harry here is a soldier. He's got like a two inch long hair. It's like insane to me. Anyways. uh, Well, Galt's balding. He's jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Sly's balding too. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I know. I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. (laughs) I love Sly. He's my favorite, you know, film actor of all time. But even in this film, he's, I think this film, he's starting to realize he's balding because he's got quite a lot of frilly action in the front there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Rambo. John Jay. So there we go. This is the first indication. Now, in the book, we never get his first name. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it was written for the film. So they did John as in uh, Johnny Get Your Gun. That's why they call him John Rambo. And John J. Oh. I forget what the J stands for. I could look it up real quick. I think it's James, maybe. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's John J. Rambo. It was never stated in the book. So Mr. Morrell, when he huh. wrote the book, never gave him a first name. I really like how, what's his name? The guy on screen right now. Oh. 
Galt, yeah. How he says the name. I really like his delivery of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost really like John a question. Jay. John, John Jay? Yeah. Like almost like a question. Yeah, I loved it. It is great. Yeah. Well, yeah. He chews up the scenery, this guy. You're going to talk to me. I promise you're going to talk to me, soldier. I'm starting to dislike you a lot. As he's speaking to Ramble here, saying, you know, you're going to talk to me, soldier. He's put the nightstick under his chin to make him look him in the face while Galt is talking to Ramble. And that's... <laughs> Can you imagine having that nightstick under your chin? How that would just feel and how Ramble, right at this point, just probably wants to take... Which he could have grabbed mm-hmm. that nightstick right now. Uh-huh. And caused some real damage. Yep. In fact, this would probably be the time to escape, quite frankly. Grab the nightstick Actually, now. Because yeah. now he's got a weapon in his hand and he could probably get out very easily compared to what happens later, yeah. He like shoves it upward as he's Galt shoves the nightstick upward into his the bottom of his chin, almost almost in his throat. When he said a lot, I'm starting to dislike you, and then he like shoves it up as he says a lot. I get like these are these little little details are really making the movie better. I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's so much to, and that's what I love about kind of doing the scene by scene as we cover the film because the little moments of just the the. Just even David Crusoe's eyes here looking as they are. It's Everyone just brings their A-game to this film for acting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run a make on him. Put his name in the teletype. He's going to put his name in the teletype, did he say? I didn't catch it. I'm not sure. But he's almost like, okay, I don't really want to be a part of this. Just like he's almost. I just always feel like David Crusoe's character is trying to be helpful. Trying to deflect, you know, simmer down the heatedness yeah. oh, for of sure. what's going on. Well, you said yeah, he's gonna put a, he's gonna put his name whatever those early computers were in A two. So he's gonna run his name to see if he pops up anywhere, previous arrests, that sort of stuff. That's what he's doing. So he's grabbed the dog tags to go take care of that. I just roll it across. Now we go to this scene here, and again back to David Morrell's interview that I did. David Morrell actually mentioned he really liked this part of the movie, and he really liked the acting that Sly does here. Mentioning that Sly's eyes in this scene were very good. I know it's hard for. Audio listeners, but by all means, people that are fans of the movie, if you haven't, you know, you've seen the movie, but we know the part he's being forced to roll his fingers onto the paper to be fingerprinted, to be put into the system now. David Morrell just really liked the eye work that Sly does. Mm. Roll it it across. Push it. It won't work that way. It'll only smear. Now roll it across. Look, you son of a bitch. If you don't put your goddamn hand down there, I'm going to break it off. God damn it. What the hell is going on down here? All right. So a lot of interesting things are happening here. So Ramble's not cooperating. He's not allowing his hand to be fingerprinted because the cop that's trying to fingerprint him, I believe this is, this is Ward. Okay. Now Ward, he's kind of a dick too. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Um, If you said the name, his face is very familiar. He's been in a lot of things and the name of the actor is escaping me. His name is Chris Mulkey, is the actor's name. No, 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 no. It's, ah, let me look it up. This is Ward, okay? The reason why I bring this up is because Ward is, he himself was not very friendly to Rambo either. There's a couple that are, but Ward is one that was not. So you can, he, now you can see he's. Oh, yes, you're right. It is Chris Mulkey. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking of someone else. Okay. Yeah. No, no worries. He's, you know, telling Ramble. I get it. He's frustrated. He can't get Ramble to, to fingerprint. Right. That's his job. Ramble's not cooperating. It would be it would be frustrating. Galt's there saying, you know, you're going to do this properly or things are going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So he smashes his nightstick again onto the cabinet. 
He hits the paper towels. Paper towels go flying. And then Teasel comes down and says, you know, what's going on down here? But what I kind of like about this, Teasel in his own way is still trying to run proper facility down here. And I don't think he's too happy or keen that Galt is letting this circus continue the way it is. So Teasel's like, come on, guys, just process this guy. Why is this not happening? Mm-hmm. And I think Teasel is still very much a professional in many ways. He has his own issues with Rambo, but he still wants this done properly and quickly here. So like, Galt, what's going on? What I love what's coming up next is watch Stallone here, a Rambo. But I love he just casually grabs a paper towel and starts wiping the, f- the ink off his fingers. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Just, I don't know why I love that moment. It's just such a uh, a nice little moment where he, he hasn't yet been fingerprinted. So he, he just starts casually wiping his fingers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do like that. He won't let us print him well. Leave the ink on the hand. It's almost like he's purposely trying to continue. He's, in his own way, he's antagonizing back with these subtle little movements. I kind of found this odd too. Like, why is he? Why is he resisting this so much? Okay, so this is where the book is really important. Yes, Rambo didn't do anything wrong as far as really like, like the end of the day, the, yeah. the old joke is he goes into town. He's just looking for a bite to eat. Had they let him eat, he would have gone to the next town. He would have gone on his mm-hmm. way. He just wanted a bite to eat, and that was all he wanted as well in the book. He just wanted to, he wanted a bite to eat, and he actually did get a bite to eat in the in the book, by the way. But anyway, mm-hmm. so. But he's been harassed since he's entered the town. And the problem is, is that he's actually experienced this in other towns. This isn't the first time. Okay. This is like the 15th town, he said in the book, that he's been harassed by law authority. And he's always just, yeah, I'll go. Yep, yeah, I'll leave. Yep, yeah, I will. So when he turns around, remember when Teasel drops him off and he turns around? Mm-hmm. Well, that was the thing. He had a dialogue in his head. The dialogue in his head was, you could just let this go. You don't have to go back. Just let it go. And then Rambles have an inner dialogue with himself saying, no, no, I'm tired of this. So he's actually having a conversation with – there's two Rambles in his head. There's the one who was the civilian Rambo and then there's the PTSD Rambo. He actually has this conversation in his head and he goes, oh, you want to make a game of this. You want to show them what you're capable of. That's why you're doing this. Mm. So he allowed himself to be caught. He allowed himself to be here. He's kind of playing along here. He kind of wants to see how far he can go. That is really helpful backstory. If you don't read the book, it yeah. does seem strange. This is going to happen regardless, Rambo, so just cooperate for now. It's That's in my head. I'm like, you're just going to make this worse for yourself. But knowing that he, that was on purpose, like he's doing this on purpose. Um, well, he, he allowed himself to get caught because he could have killed mm-hmm. Teasel right there at that on the bridge. He could have grabbed that gun way before Teasel and shot him. And he also said that he could have broken four different places it mentions in the book to showing you just how and he is capable we know in the movies of mm-hmm. course just how capable of a fighter he is he allowed himself to get caught so all of this is of course but he could have killed him but that would be like an insane response to being arrested like he's gonna kill him for what you know it's not like right he's threatening his life that would be one thing but right now it's a bit it, of a game it's yeah. a bit of a game yeah but he's also being a bit of a martyr too because he's he's getting pushed he's getting pushed he's getting pushed but he's also yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's going to break. Yep. Just what is your problem, huh? Now listen, hard ass. As things stand right now, you're facing the ass end of a 90-day incarceration plus a $250 fine, which you don't look to me like you can pay. At 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, you're going up in front of that judge. And you think we're tough. Now we're going to make you a little bit more presentable for your courtroom appearance. Now between now and then, you can just impress the hell out of me by doing exactly as you're told. Clean him up. He's being cleaned up for this court appearance. That's what they did back then. Maybe not necessarily in the 80s, I don't think. But the idea is, is they're 
he stinks apparently he's not presentable they want him which is ironic because if you think about it they're trying to clean him up for a court appearance which would make him look more innocent because if if they want this guy you think we're tough this judge is way tougher and if they hate ramble so much you'd almost think well we want to present him as an animal that he's dangerous but no let's clean it up let's put a shirt and tie on the guy like it's just funny how they're trying to make him more presentable it would actually would just actually help ramble's case (laughs) that's a really good point I also just wanted to comment on the dark-haired ward. He looks so familiar. And when I looked him up, he's been in a ton of things. And he was in Twin Peaks TV show, if anybody remembers that. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, if anybody else recognized him from things, that was probably one of his biggest roles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Twin Peaks, but that would probably be one of his bigger roles if that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Donald wants Ramble to kill somebody with a paper towel. (laughs) (laughs) That scene is hilarious, Donald. That scene was so good between Teasel and Rambo with the paper towel. Rambo is, as Teasel's trying to be so menacing, Rambo is not listening at all, just focusing on trying to clean his hands with the paper towel. I love that. He's like, oh, you're going to clean me up? Great. I was trying to get the sink off anyways. That's perfect. (laughs) So now we have a shot here of the jacket on the cot, the cell cot, because Rambo is being disrobed for his uh, shower. All right, Preston, I want you to go over and get that hose ready. All right? Holy shit, look at this. What the hell's he been into? Who gives a shit? All right, put your hands on top of your head and turn around. All right, so he's taking off his shirt, of course, and we see the backside of Rambo here, Scar almost semi-fresh looking some of them they're so red but he's got scar tissue from being whipped cut lashed up and of course he's going to have it in his front as well so they're seeing the front but we as an audience right now are just seeing the back and the idea of course is he's, he's been through some torture and of course mitch is like what what you know what what's happened to this guy gull's like they don't who cares yeah i mean and then in the background that oh what's his name preston preston's got, preston's like got the, the fire hose. Ho- yeah preston's got the fire hose and war. fire hose yeah. a freaking fire hose this yeah. this blows my mind and i'm really excited for this next part because oh we'll pause it don't worry <laughs> look at how he's got his rocky three body he, he looks incredible like incredible it is his rocky three body yes report this to teasel god look at that I love how he's Mitch. Like we got to report this. What, what are you reporting the teasel? The, the guy's got a lot of scars on him. But yeah, this is definitely a sly moment here. He's like, yeah, I got this body because it's the only time you see him shirtless. Really throughout the whole because he wears a sheepskin or whatever for the rest of the film. But or like a tarp or tarp. Yeah, <laughs> and he's sucking in. I love it. Like yeah. he's you know this is for the ladies. <laughs> but look at how like small his waist is. Like he he looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Katie's pretending she's underneath the screen right there. Right there. That's. <laughs> oh, this party of party Acadian studs. This party Acadian studs. Hey, anytime, anytime, Rambo. Oh, that's hilarious. You just do what I tell you. Oh, God. What was that? Yeah, so he turns around as he's instructing. Galtus comes in and just hits him in the back with the nice – that is going to sting. Falls to the floor. Mitch is even like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Yeah, that's legit just pre- that's police brutality. You cannot do that. Yeah. And he wasn't doing any – he was following the orders, so it was completely unprovoked. 
Uh, Seiko's in our Discord. He just wanted to remind you, or tell you, Katie, spoiler alert, that in the book, uh, Rambo does escape the jail naked, by the way. Oh, why didn't they do that in the movie? <laughs> Can you imagine? His, his schlongs <laughs> flying around everywhere. <laughs> That's funny. Well, a man said, clean him up. Clean him up. And so he kicks him again while Rambo's down. And it's all done off screen, which is kind of an interesting choice for directing that Rambo does get hit and he falls, you know, Stallone slash Rambo falls off screen, like underneath the frame. And he's kicked as well while he's down. But it's interesting that they didn't cue him curled up in a ball or anything. That It's just off screen, the violence mm-hmm. in some ways or that kick. I found that interesting, an interesting choice there to not show him on the floor in pain. Mm-hmm. Now Rambo's being hosed down by a fire hose. Now, that's real water pressure being hit by a slide. I don't think it's quite the full effect of a fire hose. But yeah. No, but that's still, that's coming up pretty strong there. Sly, as we know, is a very physical actor. He loves to kind of put himself in danger and injure himself. So <laughs> he's getting hit with a fire hose all the same. And I suspect that's a pretty good pressure hitting him. It looks like it's hitting him pretty good. This cannot be their normal procedure, can it? I mean, are they doing this extra because they're pissed at Rambo? He could have a shower. Yes, this was done as an abuse. They have a shower for him. A fire hose. There's your... Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs to turn around, yeah. Now, we've got Galt laughing. He thinks it's a big joke. We've got this guy. I don't know who this guy coming in behind. He's laughing, too. Puts his hand on Mitch's shoulder, saying, isn't this great? Isn't this hilarious? But Preston, as you can see, he doesn't look too keen on it. He's been told to do it. I don't think he looks keen on it himself. So I think it's hard. His face is showing. It's taking a lot of muscle and effort to even hold the hose because yeah. it's such strong pressure. Right? Hey, Preston! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to get him behind the ears. Ah. So right there, that look right there. Like he's, hey, Preston, don't forget to get him behind the ears. He kind of looks at Galt like, are you serious? He's an older gentleman yeah. himself, but he's he's probably like, I got five years away from retirement. But just so you know, Preston escapes all of Rambo's wrath in the in the movie. He never gets hurt or injured during the breakout scene. You don't quite see it, but Preston just runs away and he never, he, he spared Rambo's wrath. How you like that, huh? What's the matter, Mitch? Don't you like water sports? Mitch walks away. He can't watch in goals. Like, what's the matter, Mitch? You don't like water sport? Mitch, this whole time is just, I don't think it's disbelief. I think it's just, what did I get myself into working here? So now they're bringing out the shaving equipment. They got the seat ready. The hose is being put away by Preston. Yeah, the shave is about to happen. Did you find, again, odd, I need to come up with a synonym for that, but he doesn't have handcuffs on, does he? They're going to shave him with the straight razor. Yeah. He's never been handcuffed but, again. He got unhandcuffed for the processing. They never put him back on. He's shown that he is resisting and you're asking to get cut yourself, seemingly. Yeah. I just thought that was strange. Like, why would they cut shave him with a straight razor if he's not in handcuffs? Yeah, I don't know. All right, hurry it up. It's time for my coffee break. All right, sit down. Sit down. Oh, he's not sitting down. He sees the razor blade. Rambo now is like, okay, this is almost enough. And now he, with a nice stick has been put behind his chest and neck by Galt, which of course brings him back to his time at prisoner of war. Again, that kind of crucifixion type posture with the arms behind the stick. He's been dragged and pulled up, which is just going to pull at your shoulders almost. I. Oh yeah. This, this looks torturous for sure. I love Rambo's camel pants there. That's cool. I know. I was going to say, we match. We have... Yeah, he's got your pants. You've got his shirt. You guys are perfect. Yeah. 
We are a perfect couple. Just do it the hard way. Come on. Oh, damn. damn, this boy is hard to get a hold of. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just shave him. Dry. Galt is, he's just escalating everything. Ward's going to put lather on his face. Galt says, no, no, shave him dry. You know, he's tough. How blind. He can't even, Galt cannot restrain him. He's physically not able to restrain him. And he even says as much. So he's like, go ahead and shave him. They have to know this is not going to end well. Well, even Mitch just said that. I don't know if he caught that. He goes, how blind are you guys? Oh, yeah. That's okay, Warren. Don't worry about the soap. He's tough. Just shave him. Dry. All right. How blind are you? Can't you see this guy's crazy? Can't you see? I don't give a shit. Yeah. Of course, Mitch doesn't understand PTSD, but he's like, he's crazy. But He's not crazy, but he's suffering now. Yeah, he's got some mental health issues for sure. But he is crazy in his own way. But the Mm -hmm. idea is, guys, you're you're treating him like he's sane to begin with. There's something going on here. We we need the professionals on this guy, not the way we're doing it. We're basically poking Mm -hmm. a feral animal. A bear. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. See there. I knew. You're just going to shave your partner. Take it easy. Take this, Mitch. Oh! Okay, so he sees the straight blade in front of him. Now it's, he's having a flashback, of course, to that famous scene where this Vietnamese officer slices his chest, one of the many scars that he now carries. And that's all it's going to take. Don't move. I don't want you to catch your own throat. So that Ward guy, mm-hmm. like that's what I mean. He's yeah, kind of addicted because right. he's like taking it, yeah. you know, don't move. I don't want you to cut your own throat. It's a game to him too a little bit. He should have mm-hmm. just said, hey, I, I don't want to hurt you. Which he's I would have still, said, I would have been like, I'm going to lather him up, Galt. Galt, if you want to shave him dry, you go ahead. Well, he can't. It's his boss, right? Well, that's what I mean. But at the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's, I would say it's an unlawful order. You're, of course. You're asking yeah. him to torture somebody. Yeah, but you're right. He's playing along, too, so he's kind of guilty here as well, Ward. Oh, ooh. They filmed that well. You could feel that pain. Oh. Yeah, the blood coming out, the cut. Yeah, mm. that's great. Yeah, they hear yes. the scraping. So they drew first blood. This is it. Here we go. Rambo, is, the character of Rambo has now been created. He's been unleashed. The way you have it freezed, his mouth open like he's yelling or something like that is classic Stallone. Yeah. The Stallone, yeah. It looks like here he's, you idiot, I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With his crooked mouth. Yeah. I love it. Which we know mm. was a birth defect because he was pulled yes. out by a drunk doctor. The forceps pulled on his face. Ugh. Now, he does escape in the book, and yes, like Seiko said in our Discord, he escapes nude. <laughs> but Galt, in this part of the book, just so you know, you might be happy to hear this, Rambo takes the razor blade and disembowels Galt. Oh, really? Yeah, Galt dies so on Galt's the spot. Not in the- oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But that doesn't happen here. So he kicks Ward in the balls. <laughs> Ward goes down. Uh, and then uh, he then he like does like a sidekick into poor Mitch's chest. Poor little Mitch goes flying. And now he's about to <laughs> smash Galt into the backside of the uh, porcelain wall there of the shower. Poor Mitch gets, so Mitch gets punched in the face again. I You know, Mitch is not just doing his job. He's trying to, you know, yeah. they got to constrain the guy regardless of his feelings on how this has happened. But now Galt's come fighting. He brings out his knife stick. Let's go. Let's fight, boy. Come on. Ah! 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 
what's crazy here is now, you know, he manhandles Gulp pretty easily, strangles him, slams him against the bars, and he's about now had he not been interrupted by Ward, mm-hmm. he was gonna put his fingers through the eyes of Gulp here. Yeah. He's ready to go. That's what I kind of like is they're showing you, yeah, this is now Rambo Unleashed, right? This is what he'll do to you. He will disembowel you. He will take your eyes out. He'll do whatever it takes to get out of the situation. But Ward saves that from happening. Now, uh, Ward has been knocked out. He was flipped and knocked out. Galt, he just punched out again. I forget this guy's name is coming down right now. I think this is um, about to get his nose broke. Alfred or something, no, maybe? That's, uh, no, uh, that's one of the other guys. This is hmm. Lester. This oh, okay. Lester. So Lester's about to come in. Now, I think I'm wrong. I, I'll have to do the trivia on this, so maybe we'll correct myself in the next episode. But I think somebody actually did get their nose broken by Stallone. While filming? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, no, sorry, that wasn't... Uh, I don't know who that guy's name is. Sorry. This is the guy that gets punched and thrown through the window, the classic through the window scene. The guy who got his nose broke was Belford. Sorry, mm, Lester. Lester, okay. sorry, Lester. But somebody got their n- nose broke for real. Wow. Art! Art! Now, this is kind of a... <laughs> I love this sequence. So, Teasel's heard, of course, the commotion, right? And look at the shot here. <laughs> So Teasel comes around the corner with his gun drawn, which I I guess that's fine. He hears the commotion. And Rambo jumps on the top of the cell bars and does like a flying type of, I don't know, gymnastic kick. And, yeah. and Teasel's gun goes off, which is interesting. Which oh, now, it does. Yeah, which now alerts the rest of the station that, hell, oh, gunshot, which would be pretty alarming. Yeah. To have a gunshot go off at the police station. Like, whoa, gunshot. That's not common. So this guy's <laughs> inadvertently. So he hears the gunshots. This poor deputy I is know. now open. It's like, hey, what, what's going on down there? Which he's just basically unlocked the door for Rambo to come out of. Now, I think this is the guy that gets his nose broke. I'm sorry. Well- <laughs> oh, it's another window guy. There's two window guys. Hey, you can- now, this guy. <laughs> Sorry, I love the time. So this guy is just sitting at the desk, and he actually says, hey, you can't. And he, as he's about to finish that sentence, Rambo just drops <laughs> You can't go around beating up everybody. You're not allowed to do that. That's not allowed. You, you think? This is funny. So he's able to grab his knife, which is pretty clever. So, okay, I'm glad that I saw this, because I remember when I watched, when I just, like, watched the movie, I didn't recall seeing him get it. And then I was confused later when he had it. It was on Galt's desk still from the uh, cutting the, the paper sequence. Yeah, that's super secure. Yep. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Now, this guy, I keep, I'm, they all look the same with their, this is Mustache. Lester. Yeah, they all look, this is Deputy <laughs> Lester. Okay. He gets kind of drop kicked on the, like a, some sort of MMA fighting movie. <laughs> and then he elbows him in the face, which breaks his nose. That's the guy that you were referring to. Well, it would kind of make sense because he did elbow him in the face. I just swear somebody got their nose broke. Yeah, maybe. All right. So Sylvester Stallone accidentally broke the nose of, yeah, it was that guy, Elf Humphreys, who plays Lester. So Sylvester Stallone actually broke the nose of Elf Humphreys, who played Lester, during the jail escape scene by elbowing him in the face, which is why he is seen wearing a Band-Aid throughout the rest of the film. 
coincidentally, oh. this is what Randwood does to a policeman in the novel during the exact same scene. Alf, you don't hear that name ever. Isn't that weird? Yeah, his name's Elf Humphrey. Yeah. Elf. So, yeah, yeah, that book kind of threw me off. So, he really broke that actor's nose. <laughs> Let's go back and see that right. elbow, which is unfortunate because- You don't elbow, see his face. Yeah, you don't see his face really get hit. Like, Right there. <laughs> oh, you do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, it did look pretty realistic. Have you ever had your nose broken? No. 46 years. Never had my nose broken. <laughs> I feel like that would hurt so bad to have your nose. Oh, oh yeah. Now, in the book, I believe Preston, I believe it's one of those guys. So Preston in the movie gets away, but in the book, one of the deputies in the book, like like that trivia was saying, was right. His nose gets punched by Rambo and smashed. All the cartilage goes inside of his face and it kills him. He smashes his face like open and he kills him on the spot. Oh, oof. Yeah. So the actor is really in pain there on the floor, maybe. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Keep it in the film, guys. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the film. That's good. That's yeah. good. So we're going to stop it there because that is the next episode will be his. He's now escaped to the concrete jungle. And he doesn't have a coat. He's in a tank top. Yeah, he's wearing so, his tank top pretty, here and his yeah, little jeans. Cool. And he's got the knife into the front of his belt. And I love how you got these people on the side of the street watching this action sequence. Now, granted, it's civilians are on the road. But you know these people are here. Like that old guy there right there behind the mailbox. There's no way he mm-hmm. he just happened to be getting the mail that day. While the film <laughs> Do you think? Out. I don't think they closed the street. I think Hope. British Columbia, where this was filmed, it's such a small enough town that they could just have the film going. That's pretty cool. Look at the way they're standing there. They almost look like they're just watching the film being filmed. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, I just, I want to keep watching. I want to keep watching the film. We got to stop. Okay. I know, I know. All right. So we uh, would like to welcome everyone that joined our Discord. We had Seiko join us. Louise joined us. Yeah. Hey, guys. So if you want to join our next episode while we're in Discord, all you have to do is go to the episode description, click on the Discord link that I will provide, and it'll bring you to the last of the Action Heroes podcast network. I always announce when we're going to record live. I announce within the server, too. So you'll never not hear when we record live on this show or on the uh, the Rocky podcast because I think it's great having people join us while we're live. And you get to see us on camera. Yay. You see all the flubs and the behind-the-scenes stuff. And then you hear the edited version like, hey, that's not fair. They look something up. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you don't get to hear it. <laughs> all right, Katie, how did you enjoy your first first blood? Loved it. Loved it. Thank you so much for having me on. And probably while doing this, going to become a bigger fan of the Rambo series. Although, in case the listeners don't know, one of my bloodhounds I named Rambo. There you go. There you that's, go. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's right. You did. And he is a troublemaker. He, he so you know. You got to go galt on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm going to shave you, Rambo. I'm going to shave you dry. <laughs> Anytime Rambo needs surgery at the vet, the vet said, I'm going to shave you. I'm going to shave you dry. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining us. All right. That's the end of the episode. Join us next time. This episode is over. Nothing is over. You just can't turn it off. Mm-hmm.